Hello, Praise Chapel Paramount. This is Pastor Omar Lopez here. We continued our final series on erase. I talked about how God can erase our words. The words that we speak have power. The Bible says the words that we speak can destroy people. The words that we speak can destroy ourselves. The words that we speak show the direction of where we're going in our character. But thank God, if the Lord changes our heart, he can change the words that we speak. Listen to this message and let God change your words so you can change your world. Welcome back, everybody. We appreciate everybody that's logged in. And what a wonderful time of worship. We appreciate, again, your generosity, your giving to the Lord. What a blessing. And we continue to do ministry, even though the building may not be open, ministry is still open, the church is still open, and lives are still being touched and changed by the power of God. And so this is our last message here on our series, Erase. And we've been talking about how God is the eraser of grace. I talked about that last week, and I talked about how he erases our failures, he erases our sin, he erases the condemnation, he erases the rejection that has come into our lives, and God erases all of our mistakes. How many know how many times we have failed and we've fallen short? And thank God for uh, God's grace of erase, right? He, he, it's, the, it's the eraser of grace that comes in and washes and cleanses our, our soul and our lives. And this morning, I'm going to talk about something that I think it's really, it's going to relate to every single person that is watching and listening right now. In fact, I want to encourage you to do something with me today. And I'm going to ask you, I know we asked you throughout the broadcast, but I really believe today is going, it, there's not one person that's not going to be able to relate to what I'm saying this morning. I want you to hit that share button because somebody needs to hear this right now. Somebody, turn to your neighbor right now and say, somebody needs to hear it. You need to hear it. That's right. I believe that. And so this, I'm going to read you a verse of scripture, kind of been our theme scripture uh, for this particular series. And it, it goes this way, Colossians chapter 2, verse 14. He canceled or he wiped out or he erased the record of debt. We were in debt, which listed all the rules that we failed to follow with its decrees that were against us. The record of sin revealed uh, re was revealed through God's law. He took it away. He set it aside. He destroyed it. And he nailed it to the cross. That's what God does when he erases all of our mistakes and our failures. So, Father, right now, I pray for every person that is listening, that is watching. God, today, I pray the word of God would just minister. The word of God would just unfold in their hearts and lives. Remove every distraction. I know, God, so many are at home. Many may even be at work right now. But God, remove those distractions so that they can hear the word of God. Your word is true. Your word would minister to every single person. Help us to give you our 100% undivided attention. And I pray for your anointing, God, that the people would hear the voice behind the voice. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Turn to your neighbor and say you're in the right place at the right time right now. That's right. I'm going to read you a verse of scripture that I believe is really going to resonate with everybody. I'm going to read you one more verse of scripture here. Well, I'm going to have several scriptures, but this one is one that I think I want to focus on as I minister this message. Proverbs 18, 21. 
It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, what you say. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Another virgin said, your words are so powerful that they will kill or they will give life. And the talkative person will reap the consequences. So I'm going to talk about today how God erases what we say. Now, there's some things that we say that will never be erased, but we want God to help us erase some of the words that we've learned how to speak, some of the things that we've said that we shouldn't be saying. And from now on, we're going to think about what we, talk, what we say before we say it, right? And so this is why I want you to share this, because all of us this morning can use God's grace of erase over our words and what we speak. We've all heard this kind of a nursery rhyme. I shouldn't say a nursery rhyme, but we've heard this before in school. We've heard this statement that says, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Right? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt. We know that's a fat lie. And we know none of it is true. As kids, we grew up thinking it was, but now as adults, we know that's not even close to being true. Anyone who doesn't understand the power of word don't understand what words can do. I read this statement, and I want to read this to you, and I read this last night, and I, I felt like I can uh, share it with you. It says that words are so powerful, they can cut deeper than a knife, hit harder than a fist, touch parts of uh, 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 touch, uh, uh, touch parts of, of you that nothing physical will ever reach, and the wounds that, that some words leave never heal because each time the word is thrown at you, labeled at you, you bleed afresh from it. It's more like whips that cut every time. Until you feel it, it must flay, uh, until you feel it, must flay the very skin from your bone. Yet outwardly, there's no wound to show the world so that, that, so that they think you're not hurt when inside part of you dies every time. So words are powerful. They cut like a knife. So how can God erase the deadly word that we speak? Now, I'm telling you this morning, it's going to get real. Turn to your neighbors, it's going to get real. I got real last week. I'm going to get more real this week because a lot of us this morning, because we are in this quarantine and because we're at home, we're saying a lot of words. And we're saying a lot of words to each other, to our family, to our spouse, to our children. And maybe and we're talking and communicating on the phone and all these different things. And because of that, it's critical that we understand that the power of words. One reason is so critical because the volume of words that we speak on a daily basis. You've heard this before. We say or we speak about 16,000 words a day. And that is equivalent to about a 70-page book every day. And because we talk, we type, or we text many words every day, I think we're blind to the understanding of the impact of the word that we speak. It's not only the amount of word that we speak, but at the speed in which we convey them, at the speed of which we're saying them so quickly that sometimes there's no thought to what we're saying. We're communicating almost instantaneously. 
We're texting so fast. We're uh, posting something so quick. We're emailing something. We're putting something on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, on Instagram. We're communicating thoughts as soon as they pop into our head. And actually, we communicate so quickly, we don't even really take time to think about it. We just kind of blurt it out. We kind of just put it out there. We fire off an email. We fire off a text. And how many of us, let's be honest, I can say that, you know what, there's something that we fired off so quickly that we regretted it and we wish we could bring it back from cyberspace and say, man, I wish I wouldn't have shot off that text. I wish I wouldn't have made that comment so quickly, but we were, we were ahead of ourselves. It was so instant. We said and made some statements. I'm going to be honest with you today. As your pastor, there have been moments and especially in the last month or so, because everybody's online today and everybody's posting and everybody's saying things, there have been moments, I'm just going to be honest with you, where somebody had put a post and made a statement and I'm reading and I'm thinking, this person has no idea what they're talking about. They are talking out of their ear. They're talking out of the back of their head. I don't know, they're just talking from the wrong place because there is no truth to what they're saying. They have no experience. They don't know what they're talking about. And I have literally have gone in the comment box and I had a statement. I was going to say something. I was going to put them in their place. You're with me. You know what I'm saying. And I said, man, I've got the right answer. There is this, I'm just going to be real plain. I'm going to put this person in, the, in their place. And I wrote the statement and, and, and I never sent it. Why? Because I begin to realize that I am I am writing and I'm doing all this before I'm thinking about it. I'm putting my mouth in gear before I'm putting my mind in gear. You know what I'm talking about. And and I don't want to say something that I'm later going to regret. And I can't tell you how many emails uh, and how many texts that I have gone on, uh, not just this last month, but many times in my lifetime where I wrote it out and I was going to say something and I realized this is not the right thing to say. The words that I speak uh, are very important uh, and I need to be very careful to to what I'm saying because I don't want to regret it later. And I can tell you there's been times in my life where I sent something or I text something and I regretted it later and I said I should have never said this I should have never texted that I should have never emailed this now I want you to hear this very carefully I'm getting real today God is interested in he's concerned about and he's listening to and recording every word that we speak we're going to be accountable to God everything that we communicate to God or communicate to each other is going to be accountable to God. Even Jesus said it in Matthew chapter 12, verse 38. He said, but I say to you that every idle word or every careless word that men speak will give account on the day of judgment. For by your words, you will be justified and by your words, you're going to be condemned. So every word that we utter, either an agent of life or an agent of death. Nothing that you say is neutral. Nothing that you say is meaningless. I want you to realize this, but what you say is important. And the Bible says we're going to give account on the day of judgment 
for every word that we speak. How many marriages are dead because of what somebody said? How many reputations have been murdered because somebody said something? How many kids have lost their sense of value and have lost their sense of worth because the words chopped them up and they were degrading and demeaning? How many wars have been started among nations, among people because of the words that we speak. So it's important today that we begin to realize our words and what we speak. We need God to erase them before we speak them. Hallelujah. Now I want you to read the book of James chapter 3, not right now, but that is a powerful chapter in the book of James chapter 3 of what the tongue does, of what our mouth says, and the consequences of the words that we speak. In fact, Every chapter in the book of James talks about the tongue and the words that we speak. But James chapter 3 really focuses on the tongue. It really focuses that the tongue is full of deadly poison. Now, it's full of deadly poison when it's out of control. It doesn't take much, or it doesn't take much for us to spoil something that's good. Am I right? All it takes is a few words, and you could shift the conversation it doesn't take much to spoil something. I've been preaching, listen to me, I've been preaching for 30 years and I am extremely careful. I'm extremely careful about what I say. But think about this, listen to me, you're out there. Tell your neighbor, listen to this. In 60 seconds, I have the ability, believe it or not, to ruin everything out of this mouth if I allow it to. If I don't tame it, if I don't have a discipline out of this mouth, I can say a lot of evil things in 60 seconds. I can say a bad, horrific thing that could hurt you, that you'll be horrified. You would be sitting there thinking, I can't believe the pastor is saying this. Literally, I could say some things in the next 60 seconds that you would turn off the live stream and never want to listen to me again. Uh, literally, what I could say in the next minute could destroy and hurt some people. I'm not going to do that. I'm just telling you the power of what we say and the word that we speak uh, are, have great impact. This is why we need God to help us to tame this tongue. God deliver us uh, from the words that we speak because they can bring death. And basically, your words uh, actually steer the direction of your life. I read this quote last night. It said, the tongue has no bones, but it's strong enough to break a heart. So be careful with the word that you speak. Now, all of us have this natural ability to say the wrong thing at the wrong time. Am I right? Don't look at your neighbor. Look at yourself. Look in the mirror. So that's me. Nothing is open more wrongly than at the wrong time with our mouth. How many conversations, let's be real, where you have spoken and man, the room has gone silent because you said the wrong thing at the wrong time and you wish you could take it back. It's like you, they say you put your foot in your mouth. It's like our words materialize faster than our brain could catch up and we wish we could take those words back. You know what I'm talking about. And we wish we could take those words back, but man, the room has gone silent because we put everyone in an awkward situation because of what we said. I'm going to read you a couple of stories here 
stories of people that they said things that they shouldn't have said. These are true stories. And this is one guy, he said this. He goes, I offered a pregnant lady my seat. And I said something like this. Here, you can have my seat. I know what it's like. My wife is pregnant too. And it turns out she wasn't pregnant. Also turns out it wasn't a lady. Boom, that's bad right there. The, and this, this other guy right here said, the first time I met my girlfriend's mother, I wanted to compliment her with something like, I can see where Jane gets her good looks. But instead, what came out, he said, wow, I bet when you were Jane's age, you used to be good looking too. Those are bad words. You don't want to say that. This other guy said when he was 12 years old, he was getting facial hair and he was getting some facial hair for the first time. And his friend's mom came and said, look how long your beard is. And I replied, almost as long as yours. So you see, sometimes we put our mouth in gear before we put our mind in gear. And so James is saying in James chapter three, he said, the tongue has power and is deadly. And it says this, James chapter three, verse two, it says, we all stumble in many ways. If anyone is never at fault in what he says, he is the perfect man and able to keep his whole body in check. So James is saying, if you know how to tame your tongue, if you know how to govern it, if you know how to control it, then you're perfect. Now, he's not talking about sinless. When the word perfect there in the Greek literally means you're, you've learned maturity. You learn how to be healthy with the word that you speak. How many know that sometimes when you've gone to a doctor, what they'll do is they, if you're not feeling well, they say tick, stick out your tongue and they examine your tongue because your tongue really tells or gives a designation to or reveals the sickness that you may have. A dry or cracked tongue, dehydrated tongue can show whether you're, you're a diabetic. It can show whether or not the texture, the pore, the color of your tongue can really tell about your health, the, how you're doing physically. And I'm here to tell you what you say, the words that you speak can tell us about your spiritual health. I'm preaching today, so let me preach this morning because I, I want God to help us today. I'm preaching this word not only to you, but I had to preach it to myself because the words that we speak are powerful. Don't let your tongue lick you. Don't let it beat you today. You got to learn how to tame that tongue. We've got to watch what we say. The Bible said this in Proverbs 17, 27. I have a lot of scripture. I hope I can get through it. It said, the one who has knowledge uses words with restraint and whoever has understanding is even-tempered, even fools are thought wise if they keep silent and discerning if they hold their tongue. So even a person that may be considered a fool, if he learns how to tame his tongue and be quiet when he needs to, he's considered a, a very wise person. Abraham Lincoln said this, better to remain, remain silent and be thought a fool than to speak out and remove all doubt. Words are powerful, they are memorable. Those are the things why words are, are so powerful because uh, words are something that we can remember. You may not remember what you had for breakfast two days ago, 
But think about this. You can remember 20 years ago, some of us 40, 50 years ago, verbatim uh, or verbatim for what somebody told you, what your mom said about you, what your teacher said about you, what a coach said to you that was very hurtful. You can remember those words. You may not remember what you ate two or three days ago, but you can remember that because words are memorable. This is why words are significant. Now, here's a couple of things. I want you to write this down, and I'm going to go through this as quick as I can, but I, I, want, to, I want you to catch what I'm saying because God wants to erase the words that we speak. He wants to erase words out of our heart, out of our soul, so that they won't come out. Because, friend, I'm telling you, words are hard. They're memorable. They stick with people. This is why we need to get rid of them before we speak them. See, our words, or my tongue, directs where I go. It's the trajectory and the movement in which our life is going. If you want to know which direction someone is going, listen to their conversation. Listen to what they're saying. Your words will influence you. Your words are, are giving direction to your life. What do you talk about the most? Uh, tells us where you're going. I can tell where you're going to be 10 years from now by what you say and the conversation and what you talk about the most. Listen to me. I'm going to preach this morning. If you're still making excuses for your irresponsibility and you just keep saying over and over, you know, uh, it's not my fault, it's somebody else's fault, you're never going to grow, you're never going to mature, you're always going to stay in the same place because your words are saying that. You won't take responsibility. If you always say when you lose your job, well, it's my boss's fault, they had it out for me to begin with. If you always say that, then again, your words are saying who you really are. Your words are really dictating the direction of your life. If you, if you, if you don't keep promises and you always say, well, it's because I'm, I'm busy doing other things, it tells us the direction of your life. If you lose your temper and you always say, well, I'm always provoked, that's pretty much what's going on in your life. If you constantly have relationships that are ending and it's never your fault and you always say, well, that person is the creep, that person is no good, but you never take a self-examination. The word that you speak tell us the direction of your life. If you always say, all I want is to be happy, all I want is pleasure in my life, and pretty much your words tell us how selfish you really are. You look at your conversation, and the conversation and the word that you speak really give us the direction and the GPS of where you are going. And friend, today I want you to realize something. The Bible says that our tongue directs our life. In fact, in James chapter 3, verse 3, it says, when you put bits in the mouth of a horse, we can turn an entire animal. And what he's talking about is, is like, for instance, getting on a stallion horse, this big horse that weighs anywhere between two or 3,000 pounds, and they put this bit or this metal bit uh, inside or strategically on the tongue of this horse. If you've ever seen these, they, they can steer that horse. Just that one bit can control this large animal. The Bible says our tongue controls the direction of our life. 
Then it says this, that even consider a ship in James chapter 3, verse 4, take a ship as an example. Although they are large and driven by strong wind, they are steered by a very small rudder, whoever, wherever the pilot wants, us, wants it to go. So the Bible says there's a small rudder that controls a large ship. Have you ever seen one of those ocean liners, how large they are and the capacity? They say the anchor weighs like the weight of 10 or 12 cars, and yet there's a small rudder that controls the direction of that ship. Your tongue is the steering wheel of your life. It is the GPS in the direction of your life. If you want to change the, the direction you're going in, you need to change the words that you're speaking. Your tongue, your mouth today can destroy not only you, but it can destroy other people. In James chapter 3, verse 5, it says, Consider what a great force is set on fire by what? A small spark. Just imagine the beauty of a forest. Imagine the beautiful trees. Imagine everything around you. And the Bible says one tiny match, one tiny spark can cause an entire forest to be burned down. There was, uh, uh, there was several fires uh, the last few years, the Australian fire. There have been many fires. They said there was a particular fire in 2011 called the Wallow Fire. It's the largest fire in Arizona history. They said there were two men that were at a campfire, and somehow it was in Bear Wallow is what it's called. That's why it's called the Wallow Fire, Bear Wallow Wilderness, and they were there camping out, and somehow the fire got out of control, and it burned down millions of acres of land. It cost $72 million to extinguish it, and another, another $37 million to rebuild it, and more than 60 homes were lost and structures and, and, and 6,000 people were evacuated. They said it was too difficult to turn off this fire. And all it took was one tiny spark. The Bible says our tongue is just like that. A careless word can destroy somebody's life overnight. Think about it. A tongue is three or four inches long, right? I, I was going to get, get one of those cow's tongue. How many know the lengua? A lot of us are eating that lengua. I was going to bring it out, but I thought it'd be too gross. But, but how many know that, that that lengua, that tongue, can destroy a career? It can destroy a marriage. It can destroy your reputation. It can destroy your friendships. It's called uh, being a verbal arsonist. We are destroying and burning people by the words that we speak. How many friendships have you destroyed because of the word that we speak? How many jobs have we lost because of the word that we speak? How many church family people in our church and friends that we've lost because of the words that we speak? Uh, the word that we speak can be a fire, the Bible says, and it can be devastating. I'm, I'm preaching better than you're commenting right here. I don't see any comments. I don't see nobody saying, amen, yes, you're preaching to me. I, I, need, to, I need to hear you out there. I need to see some comments coming through. I'm preaching better than you're commenting right now. 
Proverbs 18.20 says you have to live with the consequences of everything that you say. James 3.6 says it set the whole course of life on fire and it's set on fire by what? By hell. So today I want you to realize that our tongue and what we say has a chain reaction. How many have ever heard the story of a man coming home and he's grumpy and tired and he walks in and he yells at the wife. The wife yells at the oldest brother. The oldest brother yells at the babysitter. The babysitter goes out and kicks the dog. The dog goes out and bites the cat. The cat comes back and scratches the baby and the baby eats the or bites off the head of a Barbie doll, right? Who knows how it works? But Proverbs 21, 23 says, if you want to stay out of trouble, be careful by what you say. He said all kinds of animals have been tamed. In James chapter 3, verse 7, he says, but no man has been able to control the tongue. It is restless, it is evil, it is full of deadly poison. It's like a venomous snake. And so what does the tongue do? The tongue or our mouth, the word that we speak, reveals who we are. It reveals our character. What's inside of you will come out of you. In James chapter 3, verse 9, the tongue we praise our Lord and our Father, and with the same tongue we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. From the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be so. How many remember you have come to church and you have praised God. You were here worshiping God. You were singing Waymaker, Miracle Worker. You were doing all of that. You were giving God the highest praise with your mouth. You were giving God the highest glory. And then uh, one or five minutes later, you're in the car and you're arguing with your wife. You're arguing with the guy that cuts you off. Uh, and all of a sudden, it goes from praise the Lord to shut up and all of these different things. Why? Because somehow we've allowed our tongue and what we say to get out of control. Now, the Bible says the cursing here is not necessarily profanity. How can we praise God and curse another person? What he's talking about is not cursing necessarily profanity, but put down labels. You'll never amount to anything. You're no good. You're you're basically saying derogatory remarks to those that are around you. These are harsh and cold words. And the Bible is saying that basically you are cursing the very person that God created. So how could out of one breath we're praising God and we're lashing out the next? I'm preaching better than your comedy right now. James chapter 3, verse 11. He says, consider the source. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers, can a fig, uh, can a fig tree bear olives and a grapevine bear fig? Neither can salt spring produce fresh water. So he's saying, what is the likelihood, for example, can an apple tree basically produce cherries? No, it cannot. So how could, the Bible says, how could one way 
Uh, how could fresh water and salt water come out of the same source? He goes, it's a contradiction. It cannot happen. And the problem, let me tell you how it needs to get erased. The problem this morning is not so much what we say. It's so much this morning what's in our heart. Because what's in your heart is going to come out of your mouth. A lot of people say, well, I don't know where that came from. It, you blurted something out. You responding. You responded in a harsh way, and you you tell somebody, "Oh, I don't know where that came from. I don't know why I say that." No, what comes out of you, it's what's inside of you. The Bible says it's either fresh water or it's salt water. The Bible says this out of Proverbs or out of Matthew twelve thirty four, out of the abundance of the heart, what the mouth speaks, or out of the outflow of your heart, the mouth speak your tongue displays what's inside of you if you got a problem with your tongue it's more serious than you realize i read this quote and i'm going to read it to you to the harsh tongue is an angry heart a person with a negative tongue has a fearful heart a person with the overreactive tongue has an unsettled heart a person with a boasting tongue has an insecure heart a person with a filthy tongue has an impure heart, and a person with a critical heart or critical tongue has a bitter heart. So in other words, this morning, what we say has been in our heart. How many have ever heard of a tattletale? I'm here to tell you the tongue is the tattletale of your heart. It reveals what's inside of you. Have you ever been around somebody that's drunk? And it, it, they say that drunk people always say what's in their heart or they're honest. Now, they could be rude. They could be some of the rudest people, but they can also be some of the most honest people because what they are saying while they're drunk is what they were thinking when they're sober. Alcohol has a way of loosening the lips that allow, uh, that loosen the lip to escape what's in the heart. If you have word problems, let me just tell you today, you have heart problems. That's why the Bible says salvation starts with the heart. Look at, I'm going to read this scripture to you out of Romans chapter 10, verse 9. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, it says, one believes unto righteousness, and then with the mouth, confession is made so the heart and mouth are inseparable they're together and friend i want you to realize something our words uh, uh, put our heart on open display if you want to know what's inside the heart of a person all you have to do is listen to them jesus said in matthew 4 4 jesus said that if the man does not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And so, friend, if you aren't reading your Bible, if you're not feeding yourself in God's word, then whatever you put in is going to come out. So what is the solution today? How can God erase the words that come out of our mouth? We've got to get a new heart. Turn to your neighbor and say, get a new heart, man. We need some heart. We need a heart transplant. We need a, a new heart from God. We need some heart surgery today, some spiritual heart surgery. Somebody tell me on there. Let's get a comment on there. Say, man, get, get, get a new heart. 
Get a new heart. Get a new heart today. Ezekiel 18.31, rid yourself of all the offenses you've committed and get a new heart and a new spirit. Uh, and so you may get a well with a pump uh, uh, and you can paint that pump. You can make it look really nice. But I want you to know if the water is poisonous, it doesn't matter how clean and how pretty the well is and, and how pretty the pump is. Uh, friend, whatever is inside is going to come out. I love this scripture out of 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is the new person Old things are passed away. They've been erased and behold, all things become new. He wipes what we say by wiping clean our new heart. When you have a new heart, then you'll have a new word and you'll speak life rather than death. And you've got to allow God. And so maybe today you have run into an issue where you say, man, I'm saved. I'm walking with God. Maybe it's a point today of repentance. What is repentance? turning things around, uh, saying, God, I'm sorry. Give me a new heart. Cleanse my heart. Look at what Psalm says in 141 verse 3. Set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. In other words, God put a muzzle on my mouth. Isn't it amazing today how people have masks today? I think that was might be something scriptural there. We, sometimes we just need to put a mother. We need to put a mask over our, our mouth today. Stop being so critical. Stop being so judgmental. Uh, start speaking words of life to people. Uh, start speaking God's word. Uh, I like what the, uh, Baxter said. He said, the proof that God's spirit is in your life is not that you speak an unknown tongue, but you control the tongue you do know. So watch your words because God today has given us the power to speak something new when we allow him to come into our life and cleanse our heart. I believe today we need to think before we speak. In James chapter 1, verse 19, everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to be angry. Isn't it amazing this morning that God gave us two ears and only one mouth because we're supposed to listen twice as much as we're supposed to talk. And so we've got to learn today to be slower to speak, get a new heart. When you get a new heart, you learn how to have some maturity before you speak. Think about what you said this last week. If we could play and re if we could record everything you said this week and the week before, what would it say about you? What kind of words would be coming out of your life this morning? This is why it's so important. It is so crucial today that we allow God to give us a new heart, to speak words of life, to say, God, I'm going to say something that is going to give you glory, not give, not give, not really, not to, uh, bring judgment, uh, but I want to bring grace in every word. Uh, and so maybe we need to apologize to God. Uh, maybe today we need to apologize to our husband. Maybe you need to apologize to your wife. Maybe today you need to apologize to your kids. The Bible says, get rid of all your offenses and get a new heart. Uh, and I believe today God wants to erase uh, those things in our heart so that we could speak life today. I want to speak life to you today. Those words that have cut you, those words that have been said to you, I want to speak words of life to you and tell you today that God loves you, 
that he is for you today, that he's not against you. I'm here to tell you, you're not a loser today. You're a winner. I'm here to tell you today that God has destiny for you. It's not the end of your life. It's the beginning of a new life today. And so this morning, I appreciate everyone that has listened today, that has been watching. I pray that this word has ministered to you. I pray today that God would erase those things in our heart so that we could speak words that are clean, words that are healthy today, that whatever is in here is going to come out of here. God, change our words. Change what we say. If we want to change our world, we need to change our words. God, help us to speak life to people. Help us, God, not to put a foot in our mouth. Hallelujah. God, help us to not comment before we don't think about it. Lord, help us today to think before we speak. And so I want to pray today, and I want to ask the Lord to minister to every single person that's been listening, that's been watching. And I'm going to pray for believers or uh, people today that you, you're a believer today. And all of us this morning, we have stumbled we have said things, again, we have said things that we wish we can take back. And only the grace of, that, only God's eraser of grace, his grace does erase those things in our lives this morning. And I pray today that God will help us. But I'm gonna pray that God would just give us a new heart. God, we need a new heart transplant. We need a new heart, a new spirit. God, cleanse, erase those things that have been in us, God, and help us to fill it with fresh manna, fresh anointing. God, today we're going to spend more time in your word and more time in prayer. And so maybe this morning as you've been listening, you've been a verbal arsonist. Maybe you said some harsh words that, man, you wish you could take back. Maybe this morning you, you've said some things to your kids. You've said some things to your husband or wife. You've said some unkind things that you say, God, I need your help. I've been negative. I've been overreactive of what I've been taught. I've been, I've been feeling insecure. And so I've been just speaking what's coming on. Just whatever comes in my mind, I say it before I even think about it. So you're going to ask God today, no longer are we going to be impulsive that way, but we're going to be very careful about the word that we speak because again, like I told you earlier, every word, we're going to give account to God. And so when I think about that, we need to be very careful what we say. So I'm going to pray for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray today, Lord God, for a new heart. God, a new spirit, a new way of talking today. God, cleanse our heart. Let the erasure of grace Erase those things that hinder us. Erase those things that fill us with uh, negative thoughts and things that are just not good, things that are evil, God, things that are harsh. God, we don't want to curse people, God. We want to bless people. You called us to bless others. And Father, today, the word that we speak direct us and bring direction. So God, we want a new direction and we're going to speak new life and new words. And God, it reveals what's who we are. So God, today we want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so I pray today for every person that's listening right now, that you would just put a new heart in them today, that the erasure of grace will come. And Lord, your grace will erase those things that have been there for years. Remove them, God, all the hurt and God, words that have been spoken over people that have been negative, that are untrue. I pray the eraser of grace will come, God, right now and cleanse every heart and soul. And God, today, help us to speak words of life and not death in the name of Jesus. So I pray right now, 
touch the people of God, every man, every woman right now, every young person, every elder, whoever they are, seniors, whoever they are today, minister to them, teenagers, whoever they are right now. God, change the way that we speak. Give us a new heart in the name of Jesus. We thank you today. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's message from Praise Chapel Paramount. If you want to stay connected, follow us online with Facebook and Instagram at PC Paramount or visit our website at praisechapelparamount.com.